Podcast, the only place online balancing lifestyle with fitness. We are back with podcast number two. Yeah. And I'm with the one and only Mr. Alex Hoban. And in fact, me. he's not only co-hosting this with me today, but I'm using him as my guest because we are going to be talking about how to grow an audience specifically on social media. We are. And for those of you that don't know Mr. Alex Hoban, I don't know why I put Mr. in front of your name. I know. I, I'm Mr. Alex Hoban, um, my official name. Actually, it's Alexander Mark Hendry Hoban. Don't spell it like Holben, the station, because that'll wind me up. Oh. I am a social media influencer. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a social media creator and TV personality. And um, yeah, and I'm here on the Litness podcast where we balance lifestyle and fitness. Yes, and... We need to do a few house rules because we forgot last time. Let's do it. For those of you who may be watching on YouTube, hello. For those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, hello to you too. Where is it available, Alex? It should be available if all goes well on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Android, Google. Okay, yeah, perfect. There you go. Um, actually, before we start this podcast, I feel like I need to have a little rant. Go on, rant because, away. So basically, I've come to find that I use my Instagram stories to let out a lot of frustration if there's no one there with me. And this morning, I've had a particularly stressful morning. I've really? just moved back to London. I'm commuting. Yeah. And I've forgotten all the annoying things about oh, commuting. Yeah. So instead of going on my Instagram story, because I've got a very long story as it is, <laughs> and the engagement goes down the more and more you put on, I thought I'd save this one for the little okay. podcast. So um, You're travelling rush hour, right? Travelling rush hour, yeah. And I'm just annoyed, man. So first things <laughs> first... The first rule, okay, let's see, see what your opinion okay. is on this. In before out or out before in, in any circumstance? Out before in? Yes. Let people out before you go in anywhere. Every time. Yeah, that annoys me. Dumb That's people weird. people trying to get on the train before people are off. Yeah. The train isn't going to go anywhere until it's full. Let everybody off first and exactly. then you go on. But even things like, I did it in the gym today as well. Somebody was coming out the gym. I was like, yeah, open the door, let him out, then I'll go in. Somebody behind me walked in front of me to get into the gym before the person had come out. And I was thinking, you're pushing in front of me <laughs> and you're not letting that person out. Anyway, right, so there's number one. Rant. That, mate, that gets me so much as well because people have such urgency to get off the train. Before the train's even stopped, they like get up and start shuffling towards the door as if there's not like yes. 30 seconds. I'm not the only one. Look, look, I've written these down because I wanted to talk about this. And another one of them was rushing. Yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. Unless you're a doctor and you need to do <laughs> open heart surgery within the next minute or somebody dies, nobody's job is that important, yeah, is it? True. Which, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but... No, I think a lot of people are late, though. You'll we'll leave earlier. Yeah, that's true, that's true. My train that's was late, true. it'll plan for that. Yeah, 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 that is true. Okay, so another one. Out before in, rushing. Not sure anyway, if I agree with rushing, but... No, I used to get into the office and say, morning, Jill, to a woman who wouldn't <laughs> even look up and say hello to me. So what are you rushing for? Your spreadsheet's still going to be there. It's true. Okay, it's right. True. As you can tell, this has been... I've held this in for two hours. Go next. Go I didn't put it on my Instagram story. We held this in. Not moving down the train. Another one. Yeah, that winds Everybody well. conjugating in the entrance. I had to stand with my hand on the ceiling. And you never know how much... Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm five foot nine and a half. Don't forget the half. Um, my the, the soles of my feet hurt because I was gripping on so hard so I wasn't falling over yeah so just move down the train there That's was some guy chilling in the middle of the aisle nobody around him and I was thinking well I even said I said come on just move down there a little bit give me some room that's where you're going wrong though you shouldn't grip with your toes when you're trying to balance 
What do What do you do? About weight on the heel. Ah. There you go. You, you should know that. Every day, he has a personal trainer. Yeah. I was gripping on for dear life with my toes. Anyway, we are we're moving down this list. There's okay. only a, there's only a few more. Um, in fact, we'll just finish with this one. No, no, keep going because I've got some too. People pushing in the queue. Uh, uh, right. So, queuing, or if you're American, listen yep. to this. Standing in line is the most annoying thing anyway. But if you're standing in line and then somebody else pushes in front of you, that is even more annoying. So as you get off the train at Euston, if you don't go through a gate, you have to tap out. And as British people, we form an orderly queue. Yeah. I was in the line and then somebody pushed in front of me. I said, excuse me, mate. There's a queue here. There's a line here. And he, he squared up to me. He genuinely started on me because oh. I said, don't push in the queue. And oh. then he called me a little bitch. <laughs> and um, yeah, I got, it got the adrenaline going. Where was he from? Um, was he English? He was English, yeah. Oh, bitch, man. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I um, my, my top three are probably people that wait for the barriers to close before they tap on the barriers. Yeah. That really, that's like an extra five seconds of time that I don't need to waste. Then it's um, people that stop at the top or the bottom of the escalators. If you've got any, if you're at the bottom of the escalators, just walk off. It's not complex. If you're getting on, just walk on. Don't have to stop and like build up confidence to get on it. It's a, that's why they're flat before they go Agreed. down. So you just walk on. You've got like good like five seconds to find your footing. And all these people, they stop and then they go. <laughs> just get on. I'm on your I'm on your page. Yeah, and then the last one is. Um, when people are in the street and then they're like either walking slow or they stop when they're on their like because they're texting yeah annoying yeah annoying people yeah that's anyway me. i feel like i've got that off my chest welcome to london <sighs> i feel better now i feel refreshed to do this podcast and i saved myself a few stories on my instagram account and yeah as i said that's good for engagement which segues quite nicely into what the topic of this um podcast is about we're going to be talking about growing an audience um and Alex here is, I'd say, very successful at it. Do you want to talk a little bit about your social media channels, sure. the following you've got, what you use? Um, so my background is at, I started my career um, in social media at Unilad, which was the biggest publisher in the world at the time. We had one billion video views a month um, across all our channels. So that was pretty sick. Um, and I started there as a creative so my i basically all i did was come up with the ideas and then we'd take those ideas and sell them to brands so for example crunchy nut came to me once and they were like they came to unilad once and it became my project where they were like we want to use social media to create a load of buzz around crunchy nuts so i came up with the world's crunchiest nutter um and essentially you had to eat crunchy nut in the situation where you shouldn't be eating crunchy nut and upload your videos and like the best one wins and we started with a load of influencers doing it and we worked our way down to like the audience doing it too so uh, i actually took part in that campaign i did it while surfing other people did it in libraries That's golf awesome. courses yeah is that your best creative piece you think uh, i don't know it's uh it depends what's best like it's probably the best in terms of views and stuff yeah performance wise it was the best but in terms of like the enjoyment I got out of it then probably not because I've like done stuff I went to New Orleans with 3 Mobile and did like some festival there like loads of cool stuff yeah, yeah. but um so yeah so that's my background and then recently I, I essentially I, I learnt my trade there and then I went freelance and then I went on a TV show and all that time across those five or six years I was building my own audience or trying to at the same time and, and doing my own content on the side so it's got like combination of things obviously it's much easier to do it when um you're a publisher like unilad because you just use content that's not yours you just curate content so there's a big difference between curating and creating yeah curating is just like if i take your fitness video and i upload it and it gets millions of views because i've got a million fans and i and i credit you and creating is actually creating it's a lot harder to be a creator which is i guess what 
what we're doing now and what, what I'm doing as a career now is a lot harder. That's awesome. I think, honestly, from my perspective, that's why I've got so much respect for you because you learnt your trade, you went on TV and you've used that as a platform to make more work for yourself. And yeah. I absolutely love... Like, and there's, I mean, you can, you can tell now from hearing the story, Alex has learnt his trade, gone onto a TV show, used that as a platform, and now he's still creating amazing content, but you're doing it in yeah. your own terms, which is absolutely amazing. And I've always said to myself... I would love to go on TV or build my platform for or with a purpose, yeah. not just doing it without any reason. So part of the things that, I, or part of the reason why I do some of the stuff that I do is because I genuinely believe in my online litness program yep. and I want to build a bigger audience to engage with a bigger audience to be able to teach people what I know and share that with them. For sure. And I think since meeting you, you've given me a better understanding of how to make creative content that's engaging. And I think... Mm even for people who have been commenting on my stuff over the last couple of weeks, they've seen what influence Alex has had on me. Um, and I was always so concerned about trying to make content that had a lot of information on it, what I thought was best for the consumer. But sometimes you just need to make something that's fun, funny, engaging, and that builds up your brand reputation. It builds that trust with you and the consumer. And yeah. then you can then go on to build that relationship and sell through them. So even after the short time that I've known you, I feel like I'm learning a lot from you and I've no Thanks, doubt mate. I will learn a lot more. I think... Um like basically, when you look at content, creating content from, if we start with creating content, you have to think of, the way I think of it is there's like three tiers. There's hero content, there's hub content, and there's hygiene. And hygiene is like what you do every day. You clean your teeth, you wash yourself. It's like content that you can just put out every day. And the example for you would be your stories. Um, and it's, it's, it's basically hygiene content that keeps the consumer engaged the whole time in your life or whatever it is that you're portraying through social. Um, and then you've got hub content, which is like your once a day piece that might be an easy, it's easy to create. It's quite snappy. It's not a lot of work. And then you've got your hero content, which is like your once a week, your big push. Sometimes it's once a month. It's like your big thing that you work hard on. For example, today we're shooting like a can come dine with me thing. That's a big piece. Yeah going to take time so the way when you're thinking of like building a social media or building engagement you've got to think in in those three tiers and because a lot of people just go for hero and they're like i'm going to try and do hero content every day and it's just not feasible especially if you've got a full-time job as well um hub content is quite difficult as well like i try and get two or three pieces each week which i know are going to perform well and then hygiene is just every day to keep people engaged so there's there's three tiers there and if you think like that it, you can kind of break it down quite nice and it helps when you when you plan and like write your ideas down and stuff i like that so the three h's triple h's. h hygiene hub hero um but I, I guess so that's is that talking about when you've already got an audience and how you engage them or is that how you even from the start yeah yeah just like i i don't like the people that are creating because they start off creating for a career if you see what i mean yeah the best people that create are the ones that create for the love of creating stuff and and if you want to create just start doing it don't worry about who's watching yeah because it will build its own audience naturally each piece of content online finds its own audience um well i guess so for example if my audience is 80 percent female at the moment which it is and 20% male if I put up a piece of male content it's going to find an audience naturally that are male because um, they the males within my audience which are a small percentage are going to share that yeah and other males are going to think oh cool and then they're going to share that so it like creates a circle so it'll find content and reach people um, naturally from from that 
way so don't ever be concerned that you don't have enough people or that there's not you like you're not creating content you're you're a girl and you've got a massive male audience keep creating for for women too because it will find its audience or old people or whatever you're interested in yeah, um awesome. yeah i think i can really resonate with that so i've just started using youtube a little bit more and i don't even think like it doesn't come into my head until probably a week later how many views it's got yeah i'm just really enjoying creating the content like most recently i've been to california which we spoke about in the last podcast and i've vlogged the whole experience and like number one for me i'm really enjoying putting that together it's yeah. bringing back memories and also like it's just informative for the people who want to know what it is and yeah i think well let's get let's go back to how i built my instagram account so I feel like I started doing that for the wrong reasons, but now I've sort of found my niche and I know what I want to do. So it's kind of flipped it on its head. So, but I think it was di- it was different for you. It was different. I think it was different. Yeah. Because you're you you started as a personal well you went you you had your jobs and etc. And then you you came out and did personal training and wanted to market that personal training. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah. So you, you're using Instagram for what a lot of brands work. So I think you started off as a brand. So do you know how I actually started? So I I started it in, I think the back end of 2015 and I was going through my own um, fitness journey. Yeah. I had a private account, called it Temptation and I was just documenting my progress through photos. Then the the plan that I was doing asked me to make it public so they could, or they, they said, can they share my photo? So I made it public and I got about 500 followers off the back of it. So I thought, oh, actually I've got a, I've probably got nearly as many followers on this one as I had my personal one at the time. And I was yeah. thinking, oh, maybe there is actually like a market for what I'm doing. So I continued to share my fitness journey, my food, everything like that. And then again, we touched on this in the first podcast. When I went traveling in 2016, I was like, I'm going to set myself this target of doing a workout every day, hashtag 365 days a hit, and I'm going to document it. And that was really, I think that was the catalyst in changing my mindset from wanting to work in an office to seeing an opportunity in social media um, and then also realizing that the content I was creating did resonate with people and there was, was a gap in the market for mm-hmm. it. So I think me building, although a small audience on Instagram, I was I was building an engaged audience, which mm-hmm. now I've realized the benefit of. Yeah, I was too busy chasing a number back then. I wanted yeah, to hit yeah, the yeah. elusive 10K figure and I didn't actually realize that what I was doing was I was Instagram storying, I was posting daily, I was posting content that people were really finding useful. They were They were using my workouts they were seeing what I was doing around the world. And that, I mean, at the time I didn't really hone in on it, but now looking back on it, I'm so glad that I did it that way because I was able to build that engagement early on. And that's what's actually come through now. Um, We've looked at your channel and we've seen, based on the engagement that you're getting compared to people that I, like I I see a lot of people's channels based like in my friends, I've got a lot of friends in the industry and your views, engagement and stuff, naturally are a lot higher than people with triple or quadruple your following and I, th- I think that's because of the way you built it and, and the way it's been really organic yeah you haven't had any mad spikes you haven't had anything go like crazy viral and just put your numbers up there and then it drops off massively um it's just been like a gradual consistent build which is nice and that that's tends to be what has longevity in the industry for sure yeah See what i mean definitely yeah definitely so yeah, I think the engagement thing for me is what I pride myself on, and that's how I've ha- I've been able to work with a lot of companies, mm. as you say. I yeah, think, yeah, I yeah. I think I maxed out three thousand two hundred views on one of my stories last week. Decent. As really a percentage good. of ten thousand yeah, followers, yeah. that's unbelievable. Like thirty percent engagement is really big, really big. Like most people have um, less than four percent engagement on their channels, and I, I think it all depends how you build, right? So you you built consistently, gradually with like consistent posting, and you've almost been doing like the hero hub hygiene stuff without 
thinking about it. Yeah. The way I built my initial following before any TV stuff um, was like through viral videos. So essentially you, I would analyze, just spend all day analyzing viral videos and what makes them click and, and like how many seconds in like the, the punchline is and all this stuff and mainly with comedy sketches. And then I would take that formula and apply it to everything relatable in my life. So uh, whether you've got a clingy girlfriend, whether you're like going to the gym and, and not really doing much there, any anything that relates to me, I would make it into a video every week. And that would build a huge audience, but very quickly, and it would go viral every week, get millions of views. But the audience were very global and they weren't bought into me as a person. They're bought into the video. So yeah. you, the way you consume content, I guess, even now on Instagram, if you scroll, it's called the scroll. And our plan was, our, our method was to stop the scroll. So you'd have like big meme bars. You'd have like, when your girlfriend's too clingy and big writing, and you'd stop people scrolling. They'd watch the video, like, they'd probably follow and they'd carry on scrolling. So each time they just pass you. They're not engaged in you as an individual, yeah. whereas your following it was different and it was following you. That, like the temptation with all your content so that's that like i my engagement was really high but it was very fickle and that means not good brand deals basically yeah. initially okay so sticking on the engagement front um how can one i help myself with better engagement but also how can the audience help me get better engagement if you understand what i mean sure yeah so audiences which i guess winds both of us up equally and we've already like established this people need to understand that um that instagram moved from chronological order to and and all channels have all, all social media platforms have moved from chronological order to algorithm algorithm based content which means chronological order was you got served things based on the last person that uploaded yeah right and they were served like that and everyone loved chronological order and like when it changed to algorithm people like bring back chronological and all this bs now it's based on an algorithm and the algorithm is simple although everyone like has myths about it it's simple you get served more content from the people that you engage with most so if you want more of david's content like it share it save it every time you see a post and that means you will see his content first every time set his notifications on all that stuff if you don't want to see people's content don't engage with it just scroll but the way people consume is really weird like men consume by they don't engage very much they might like the odd thing but they won't comment men tend not to comment men tend not to save things they tend to share a lot in what's what's called um dark social which is like private messages and stuff like yeah. that that you can't see even though that does help engagement women on the other hand engage in a much more open and like clear way um through comments and like uh, put it on their story and all that stuff if you want to see more content from your favorite creators just engage with it more it's simple and if you're a creator game that engagement if, yeah. you, if you want more people to engage it i guess the thing for me is i know that that is the case now that i've been hanging out with you um but i don't want to sound like a beg saying to people comment on this do this do yeah, that. Yeah. what i do i share my posts and my story say tap through here trying yeah. to get people to engage with it nice um but yeah i mean there's a there's a fine line between begging it hard and yeah i mean there's even things that you can use such as um the questions thing on story stories are really easy to game engagement on you just put anything on there that people can interact with so click throughs like you said the questions the polls um there's even like this thing i did the other day which is like you can click through and chat yeah and get people in a group so we did like the love island final um 
that those things are really easy in terms of engaging on a post i normally go with create something that's relatable or engaging and be like tag someone that needs to see this or yeah. who else feels this way or keep it like real generic and not i mean i i'm a sucker i've done it loads of times where i'd be like if you can get these comments five times in a row you get a follow mm. but that's just when you need something to do really well yeah. like just go also go like use everything that the platform has to offer lives stories feed posts and engage in other people's as well because that helps what well, so all of that is absolutely excellent i'm in a social media group and i hear people often <laughs> say oh my social my content's not doing very well i must be on a ban or i must be on a shadow ban yeah. or something and i'm thinking to myself no you're just making shit content <laughs> it's so true i think an element of it is um make good content yeah, yeah yeah and people will want to engage with it yeah you can't blame everything on the algorithm and stuff like because as you said it's really really exactly simple. for sure and also the algorithms are never going to change they're, they're always going to stay the same um they're always going to be well actually so they always sorry i said that completely wrong there's always going to be an algorithm that's never going to change what changes constantly is the algorithm so be smart if instagram or any social media platform bring out a new tool whether it's like the questions tab or, or whatever it is they want that or like igtv for example that's not been an easy thing to create that's taken a lot of money mm. it's taking a lot of time they're not going to let that flop jump on it as soon as possible because yeah. that's the people that are early adopters of stuff the ones that do the best so yeah if you think about it from a business point of view oh they've they spent 10 million building this igtv platform that's going to go in, into their thing everyone was like oh it's going to flop no it's not because they'll just keep pushing it and pushing it within their platform until it does well and the early adopters are the ones who will benefit from that exactly content. so i'm just going to say one more thing about engagement and we'll move on um i found that depending on which platform i'm using i have to tailor how i get my engagement so i started doing something on tiktok called have a bite with the shirtless chef and yeah. for me having a bite is like when you react to something so i would purposely do something wrong on tiktok so for instance <laughs> I would sprinkle salt on my chicken and say, oh, pepper boy, and then do pepper and say salt. And the ridiculous engagement you get from doing stuff like that is unreal. People are going, this boy's an idiot. He's put, he said salt, not pepper. And yeah. I guess the demographic helps with it. But even just doing things like that, and you have to tailor your um, content to things that people want to see. So like, yeah. or like give them the outcome you want. So if I put up a TikTok video and say, if this doesn't get a million likes, TikTok must be broken. And subconsciously, I think the, the audience are like, well, let's give it a like then or something yeah, like that. So you've yeah, yeah. got, got to play on it. It's and so uh, true. And it's the same with like, if you spell your caption wrong, like I always intentionally spell stuff wrong because people are proper like dictionary police come in and they're like, that's actually wrong. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, thanks for the for the comment. Just keep them coming. And then I'm like, no, it's not. I always comment under like, is, is it? And they're like, yeah. And then it's just more and more comments. Yeah. And then, yeah that's so, more yeah. gamified stuff but yeah it's cool so if you ever see us doing silly dumb stuff on social media there's your little insight and also you'll notice that myself alex freddie people who are in our group will will comment on each other's content to yeah. stimulate that engagement and sort of help each other out so if you are a big fan of who you're following do them a favor and engage with their content and it will really help them get to where they want to be yeah and if and if you're a small creator or somebody just starting out that wants your content to be seen by more people then get all your friends, all your pals, send it to them direct. Be like, hey, do you mind dropping a comment on this, dropping a like on this? Because it's all about percentages. So no matter whether you have 10 fans or 100,000 fans, it's all about engagement rate. 
So if, if you've got 10 fans and 10 people are liking your content every time you post, your engagement rate's 100% and that's going to do really well in the algorithm on Instagram. If I've got 100,000 people but only like 1,000 likes, my engagement rate's 1% or whatever, 10%. It, I, don't, I can't even work at 1%. I can't work that out. And it's um, and that's not going to perform very well. So you've got every chance to get big and yeah. to grow. Just have faith and, and don't look at the numbers. Just keep keep pushing. Okay. So um, on our first podcast, we said we were going to do Mythbusters. Instead yeah. of doing these about fitness, I just want to rattle off a few ones for you. Yeah, let's do maybe it. Maybe it'll stimulate some more conversation. So, um, Stimulate me. To- stimulate you times to post does it matter um look at your yeah i mean it matters it kind of matters it matters in a way that if you post at a time um that is 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 a good time and most people are online um the the way it was really hard to explain and, and not draw it out but the way it works is with circles right so you've got a small circle and when you first post a piece of content it's shown to a small circle based on the performance of that content within that circle it's then shown to a bigger circle and a bigger circle and a bigger circle until eventually your content's not performing well enough to hit the biggest circle so it stops um and that's how that's how essentially it's done so if you think about this small circle and if you've got more chance of having a bigger circle initially and getting loads of likes and engagement on that circle because of the time that you post then go for it look in your insights and go for it if you're content is going to do well it's going to do well regardless of when it's posted but if you want to give it the best chance then do it okay. if you've got a wicked piece of content it's always going to do well it doesn't matter because yeah. you've got international audiences all around the world at all time zones and stuff like that did anybody else notice how many times alex said circle then we get it mate you're on a tv <laughs> program called a circle. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no on that point i just want to say i think uh lad bible and news food uk would have done exceptionally well this week because the amount of people who have sent me the new 12 orange that's coming out what? is unbelievable there's a new 12 orange coming out and those people who follow me on instagram no, you love orange. know that i absolutely love chocolate orange so honestly i reckon i've been sent that post 200 times this week yeah mad so again getting your getting yourself out there your personality your taste everything it can help in audiences engage with you so that's Deez. um okay so time to post is relevant yeah it's to an extent don't make it your be all end all if you can't stay up until your best time to post is and don't do it i tell you what though so when i was traveling i my instagram started popping when i was in the philippines so i was posting a lot of content hashtagging we'll go into this one in a minute hashtagging philippines checking in at the locations and it was getting onto the featured uh, oh, page nice, in the philippines and i was like right i need to act on this so i was waking up at four o'clock every morning to post a bit of content going back to sleep and it was like christmas i was waking up in the morning i was like i've just hit five thousand likes on this piece of content Sick. so i don't know if it was different back then but definitely three years ago when i was doing that yeah, yeah. it seems well sad to think that i was waking up at four in the morning to post to three thousand followers or whatever <laughs> it was at the time don't worry, because I used to wake up at four in the morning to have a protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, there's, a, there's another myth we can bust. Okay, yeah. so time to post hashtags. How important are they? Are they detrimental? So what I've found actually is the more I hashtag, I do get more followers, but then the, the higher drop off I get. So I don't know if there's robots following hashtags yeah. that follow you. What are your thoughts on hashtags? Um, keep it relevant to the content. Don't overdo it. Don't start hashtagging like massive things go as niche as possible so um the hashtags like if david hashtagged you can use hashtags to build your audience so hashtag litness which is your term yeah. or hashtag ratting boy yeah, um 
people know that's your so they if they follow that hashtag then they'll get all of your content and everyone in your community's content that uses that hashtag or use hashtags that are like relevant to that exact piece of content because when people are trying to find new content they go through the hashtags of of fitness recipes and they're scrolling down they might they'll see you and then you can find new audiences that way um again don't overdo it because if you put every hashtag on on the planet on it then it just won't do very well okay cool do you know what one thing i will say is content ideas come to me from anywhere yeah like i'm in the gym running and i'm thinking of something and alex has just said the hashtag ratting boy and it's given me an idea for content like if you see your mate on a night out trying to chirp some girl video it hashtag ratting boy yeah. we'll see it it's yeah, little things yeah. that I'm, my mind's already going mad on what i can do with that concept so one of the things i'd say about content don't try and force it like yeah. when we, we've had it before haven't we I, I said to alex right let's come around tuesday we're gonna have a content day and we both sat there like Hmm, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, we were so like, you, you kind of need block. to just go about your daily life. Um, I find that when I'm running, I get all my ideas. And if you look through my notes, in fact, these notes that I've got on my phone now, I'm showing Alex, I wrote after I did my 10K Dave. run on Sunday. So like, again, we're going off topic a little bit from the, the myth busting thing, but like, don't get too hung up on having to create the best content yeah. when people tell you to. The best brands will work with you and they'll say to you, look, we want an idea or a concept to come they'll give you a time frame won't they but yeah, yeah, like, yeah they won't be like right come up with an idea now but everyone has creative blocks as well and also don't feel don't be worried about copying like there's a, there's a limit to an extent to which you can copy content yeah copy content if you think a piece of content is great take that whatever that content is and analyze it as much as you can and then apply it to yourself and and to put your own twist on it do whatever you can but feel free to copy that because as a creator myself there's gives me no more joy than to be like oh, I've inspired that person to create something funny. Yeah. And if I laugh at it, then it's a bonus for everyone because just trying to bring more joy to the world, do you know what I mean? As long as you're crediting them though, right? Yeah, like if you've ripped me off completely and just copied it word for word, then yeah, please credit me. Yeah. But if you've just used my, my the way I've, I've approached something or the humour that I've put into it or the actual situation and you've done your own video completely different yeah. but still inspired by that, then yeah, don't I don't care about the credit. Okay. I, lo I love it. Like the little community I've built online and everyone's saying, oh boy. And whatever. It, I really, really <laughs> morning, like it. Boy. Um, can we cool. just, can we just go through what happened this morning? So day, so I wake up and I look at my Instagram first thing this morning. We're tying in social media on David's life here. And David has somehow managed to film himself. Like, yeah, and you can tell how genuine this is in the moment that he woke up. So his phone was, the alarm was going off. And for some reason he's picked up his phone and it was filming him straight away. And he's like coming around and he goes, what the f... Morning, boy. <laughs> and he looks at himself. <laughs> but again, where content comes from, like that is going to be a regular feature now. I'm going to say, oh, hello, boy. That every it, morning to it, my Instagram. Oh, like, hello, the, boy. the engagement I've had from that has been ridiculous. Because it was the most funny thing I've ever seen. I was, cr I was in my bed, like laughing my head off. And you were like, oh, hello, boy. Yeah. But now that's filtered into this podcast. I'm going to start every podcast yeah, saying, sure. oh, hello, boy. <laughs> Mate, and then when I finish, so temps out. It's the consistency. You need to do these consistent things, yeah. the features on your account, because it makes you memorable. Yes, it's going to piss some people off, and some people are going to think you're so annoying. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't try and cater to everybody's needs. I don't think everybody's going to like me. In fact, I'd like to think that as a person, people would like who I am, but I agree that some of the stuff I do could be annoying to some people. Yeah. Um, this probably be the last point we touch on. So features, how important do you think they are? Like me saying, 
oh hello boy and like the shirt to chef oh that's massively important it's, it's not just important for social though it's important to build your brand and and um so the best people i think that have done it in the industry are woody and Kleine. Oh, I love in, them. yeah so they started this thing they do loads of stuff they started this thing called stick it in that old thing so they would just literally make video after video where they'd be like oh do us a favor lad and stick it in that old thing and they'd throw something and it would go in the slot or whatever it was um and they started this thing like too easy afterwards when they got it and it builds your brand and with that comes like the next progression in your career which is merch yeah. um anything like that they started this thing like let us create it's all about like slogans taglines and if you look at media in general and like brands in general they've been doing it for hundreds of years like thousands probably of years probably back in the medieval times people had slogans like the old pub and shit yeah, like that right. um so yeah nike just do it is that nike yeah, yeah. i thought it was adidas then for a second um there's all there's also yeah and do you remember like there's one brand that disappeared but i still remember them which is the most one of the most like out of my youth it was probably the biggest like brand campaign in terms of slogans what do you reckon it is belly's gonna get you no it's close though bmbn yeah literally yeah, BMBN. Them? i don't know they actually weren't that nice biscuits but they were dead biscuits great marketing <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure the song sold a lot i don't know why that just tickled me so much <laughs> dead um, biscuits but yeah no I, I absolutely love woody and Kleine, and you'll notice that i say some of their stuff and it's contagious like yeah, even when i'm making my videos i'll say stick it in that old thing and i'm talking about putting mushrooms in the oven and like before you know it you're copying other things people say um, and it is infectious and I've never really thought about doing merchandise but I've had people reach out to me and say are you going to get litness t-shirts yeah. or and I'd love to do like hashtag more lit than fit t-shirts yeah, to wear on a night out ratting boy t-shirts ratting boy t-shirts hashtag more fit than lit t-shirts for yeah. in the gym like yeah mate this is a quality idea I have no idea why you're not doing it yeah. already like ratting boy merch more fit than lit like it's so clever I've got a quite I've got a myth bust for you Go on. on the slogan front who used boy first? Was it you or Joe Wicks, I knew this the was body coach? Up. I actually had a little DM message with him this week. I was like, "Stop saying boy." He said, "I just love it so much." Um, he's a. He's it's mine. It's mine. I copied his overnight oats. All right, get over it. But yeah, you boy, put alcohol mine. in it though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Joe Wicks basically uses. He goes, "Oh, stick in that boy and all this stuff." And I was just like, "That sounds very much like David." But um, turns out David's the one that came up with it first. No, I do. I do like it. I like people using my words. It's just when they've got in the space five of like a week. In the space of a week, I had people come up to me and be like, "Oh, you're copying Joe Wicks." To the point where, so my friends all say, "Yeah, boy." Yeah. And uh, we were in Ibiza, and somebody came up to him and heard him say it and said, "Oh, you copying Joe Wicks?" And I was like, "What? What is going on yeah. here?" And my mate, I was like, "Was like, are you joking?" Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's quite. But it was like five times in a week. I had a little bite about it. Um, I'm over it now. I quite I quite like the fact that everyone's using it, but um, yeah, trademark. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't help when somebody with massive following is using it and getting more followers off it than everyone else looks like they've copied. Um, but yeah, so I think what how long we've been? I mean, we've been going. Some. That was a good chat, and I feel like we've been fairly serious about this, like yeah. too serious. Maybe we can chuck a few ratting boys and yeah. So um, we're doing we're doing ten k. We're doing we are yeah week. we i have to make an apology we did say that we were going to do a fitness class before coming on this one but the relevance of this podcast didn't have as much to do with fitness so what we're doing to celebrate me hitting 10k engagement in the audience me and alex alex and i are going to do a 10k row a 10k cycle mm. and a 10k run 
followed by 10,000 calories, which is going to be... And 10 pints. <laughs> we do the 10 pints, 10,000 calories, um, oh, and we're going to be going to a restaurant Christ. called Japes. If you've never seen it, go check them out. Oh, for sure. Deep pan pizza. Like that's wow. it, it pissed me off so much that in London or actually in general in the UK they don't do deep pan pizza anywhere. It's one of my favourite things ever. And then when this Japes place opened, I was like, oh my god, I've already been there like a few times. So we're gonna go there and absolutely tear it a new one. Yeah, we are. And then if we're not too full up, I've had this place on my list for ages called Whipped. It's sort of like a cheesecake ice cream dessert place. Um, I haven't actually spoken to anybody who's been to it, but I've seen their Instagram account. That's got to be at least like between us, like. I don't know, 5,000 calories each, maybe? Yeah. Litness. Litness. Litness, the balance of lifestyle and fitness. And that is the best way for me to celebrate hitting 10K. We're going to do some exercise. We're going to get lit. We're going to eat some junk food. And we're going to balance it out. Yeah. And we're going to have run 10K and then road 10K and then cycle 10K back to back, which I've never done it before, but it's basically like a triathlon. Pretty much. And then I'm going to wrap my balls off for oh, 10K. And then we're just going to wrap all day. The Bermondsey Beer Mile. You're gonna get a new. You're gonna. Oh, you're gonna get ratted gonna hard. Get ratted hard. Every bird on that beer mile is getting ratted. <laughs> Tell you, everyone I see is getting ratted. Right, let's try and tie this back into what I'm actually here for, and that is to sell you my fitness plan. Now, yeah, I'm hit them with the facts. Joking. No, hit them with the facts. But temp. Uh, my whole ethos, as you well know, is balancing your lifestyle with fitness. I run an online training program called the Litness Program. Um, so if you fancy checking it out. You can find out more at www.litness.co.uk. I will teach you how to manage your calories, macros, fitness, training, everything. It's a one-stop shop for everything you can need. I want to brand it as the only plan you'll ever need to buy. And then after that, you'll never have to buy anything again. So if that, that sounds like it's up your street, go and check it out. And you taught me. So there we go. Joe, where can they find it? Uh, www.litness.co.uk or you can follow can me at Instagram temp underscore tation I'm temp go. underscore tation on TikTok I'm temp underscore tation on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube say hello Alex what's up YouTubers by the way guys head over and watch it like it's way better watching two yeah, people slouched you, on you a sofa see my green trousers and my um, red socks for the next podcast so what I did on my Instagram account was get some ideas from you guys on what you want to hear and the two main topics that came in were um, how I went about leaving my corporate job and growing an audience. So I feel that growing an audience enabled me to leave my corporate job, which is why we've done it in this order. I wanted to get Alex on this podcast as a guest and a co-host because um, of his knowledge in the area. And mm. it's been absolutely amazing. I've, I've really enjoyed my own podcast, which sounds a bit egotistical, but I've got so much out of today and I hope you have too. And we both left corporate jobs. And we both left corporate jobs, yeah. We, so did, so we don't even need another guest. We don't. We got Alex. We here you go. Do you want to be my ho my guest on the next one? I'll be the guest. Yeah. There we go. But, so wait, who's who's who else do I know that's left a corporate job? No I've one. Got, I've got a few people. I oh, do. You yeah, should yeah. you should ring them. Yeah. In the on the podcast. Yeah. Get them in. Yeah, we'll do it. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed podcast number two. Temps out. And and big dirty out out too. <laughs>